Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, Wanastainuhu, Wanastafiruhu, Wanubinubihi, Wanatawakalu Alayh. Wanaudu Bilahi bin Shururi and Fusina, Women say Ati Amalina, Mayahdi Hilahu Fala Mundilla, Mayudil Hufala Hadiyala, Wanashadu Allah Ilaha Illallah, Wanashadu Anna Muhammadan Abuduhu, Warasuluh. وصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فنعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فقال الله تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اصبروا وصابروا ورابطوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله وليلذين my beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say, Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu. We praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu, we seek His help. Wanasta'firuhu, we seek His forgiveness. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. And we bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and many more and many more. My beloved brothers and sisters, I ask you the exact same question I ask every single time I stand here before you, and that is for you to ask yourself and for me to ask myself, what is changing? Compare yourself with last week or with the beginning of the school year two weeks ago, or compare yourself with the end of Ramadan and ask yourself, what is changing? In all those different categories, what is changing in our world, what is changing in our society, what is changing in our relationships, with our family and friends, and what is changing in our relationship with Allah. Starting with what is happening in the world, we're getting closer and closer to the presidential election. And the point to think about is whether or not the worst of those two candidates gets elected, that person has unleashed something very, very nasty in our society that won't go away the day after election, and you and I will have to deal with it. But also remember that Allah Ta'ala will not give us something that we cannot handle. So even if we have something very, very traumatic taking place over the course of the coming months or years, Allah Ta'ala will not give us something that we cannot handle. And something like that is something we need to remind ourselves about when we're in the middle of struggle. And I'll come back to that point in just a moment, inshallah. Then take a look at your relationships with your friends your relationships with your family. When you're with your friends, as you will be, inshallah, if you come to the dinner tonight, as you will be over the course of the weekend or outside of class time, when you are with your friends, how do you spend that time? Do you spend that time just jabbering away, talking about nonsense? Now keep in mind, even that can have benefits because you are still providing and receiving suhbah that more often than not, you will gain more in terms of your Islamic development by putting yourself in the company of good people than by listening lectures by the most brilliant scholars in the world. Let me repeat that point because it's such an important point for your college life. 
that you can attend lectures by the greatest scholars in our society, and you may not get enough, you may not get as much benefit as you would by just sitting and keeping company with upright people. Why? Because knowledge is something you don't just consume like dinner, knowledge is something you act upon. So attending a lecture is not going to change you. Once in a while, a lecture will inspire you, but you have to embody what you are learning. But you're already embodying learning when you're spending time with good company. But the point to think about that is when you are with your friends, are you good company? You can control who your friends are, but you can especially control your conduct in those environments, whether we speak about bad language, whether we speak about backbiting, or when it's time to pray, dragging all your friends up to pray. So look at your relationships. What is the condition of your relationships right now? Keep your relationships, but figure out how to improve them. And then look at your relationship with your family. What is your conduct regarding your family? What is your conduct, if they are still with us, regarding your parents? How do you interact with them? And I can tell you, as I'll tell you over and over again, as a parent, mashallah, that a parent thinks about his or her children all day long. That your parents, even if you think your parents are tyrannical, even if you think your parents are useless, if they're still alive, I can assure you that most likely they're thinking about you all day long, especially when you're away. Okay. Granted, when my kids are with me, sometimes I wish they were far away from me. That's part of being a parent. But the point being that especially when they're away, I long for them. And that is what your parents do for you, whether or not you realize it. What is your interaction with them in terms of talking with them? What is your interaction with them in terms of staying in touch with them? And then, of course, there be the common matters like politeness. You know, this is a point people always get excited when I start giving marriage advice and one piece of marriage advice. It's interesting. Sorry when people's heads rise up. That when you're considering someone for marriage, listen to what they say about their parents to you because what they say about their parents to you is what they're going to say about you to other people. So if they insult their parents behind their back, that potential person will insult you behind your back. That's a slight tip to think about in the future, inshallah. In any case, bring it closer to home. What is your relationship with Allah Ta'ala? So mashallah, each and every one of you are here for Friday prayers. And that is a fantastic thing. That is an amazing thing. I can introduce you to many people that we revere as celebrity scholars who I've known for 20, 30 years, who in their college years were not coming for Jummah. And so you are here accomplishing that mashallah. But then, what is also the condition of your prayers outside of your far the prayers right now? What is the condition of your other four throughout the rest of the day? What is the condition of your sixth prayer, meaning the hajjud? Okay. And the point being that look at what you can improve upon, look at what you are stable at, and look at how to improve that. Because one of the challenges of youth that many of you face is this sense that, yeah, I'll get to that later, right? I know I need to improve this, but I'll get to that later, right? For now, I'm gonna work on this, I'll get to it on Monday, or I'll get to it when the next month begins October, or I'll get to it in 2017. And when you're in youth, it is so easy to keep postponing and postponing and postponing, because whether or not you admit it to yourself, you feel like your time is unlimited. Then you reach my age, and you start thinking statistically, I've used up two-thirds of my life. Right? The Prophet, peace be upon him, 
passed away just 19 years older than what I am, which is smaller than the distance between my age and your age. See what I'm saying? So when you get to my age, then you start thinking, wow, what have I done with two-thirds of my life? If Allah wills that I die in my 60s. Maybe I'll die tomorrow. Maybe I'll die in 50 years. So the point is, be very conscious of your time. So what is your use of your time? How much, how much of it is schoolwork? How much of it is productive work outside of school? How much of it is not wasted? And how much of it is completely wasted? Like when we speak of laghwa in, in, in the Quran, usually we think of it as, as, as wasteful speech. It's basically anything that gives you no benefit in dunya and no benefit in akhirah, right? It is possible to do deeds that give you no benefit in dunya and no benefit in akhirah. A lot of times those are our conversations. Okay? A lot of times it's the things that we do by ourselves. And we might even convince ourselves that they're beneficial. Yeah, I need to play NBA 2K and become the best and the best and the best at it. Yeah, like, you're gonna become some world champion of it. So, what is my point, my beloved brothers and sisters? Take a look at what is your relationship with Allah, especially in terms of your actions, your acts of worship, and in terms of your time. Okay. Now, having said that, we're two weeks into the school year. We are 1 15th of the way done with the school year. Next week, the fraction will be bigger. The week after that, the fraction is going to get bigger. And I want you to think about what is your goal for yourself to reach by the end of this semester. I want you to give yourself a goal in terms of your grades. Okay. Yeah, we all want to get straight A's. I want you to articulate for yourself a goal for your grades. Number two, I want you to articulate for yourself a goal in terms of your acts of worship. Something specific, not I'm going to be a perfect Muslim. Okay, that's a bunch of nonsense. I'm saying picture or, or think of a specific goal you want to accomplish. So maybe for some of us, Juma is the only prayer we attend, and your goal for December, by the time you reach December, is to make another prayer on a regular basis. Maybe Dhuhr throughout the, throughout the whole week. Or maybe you're someone who makes all five, but you don't make all your sunnahs and all your nafils, and that can be your goal. Maybe you're someone who makes all five plus one tahajjud, and so the point is, I want you to articulate a goal in terms of your acts of worship. On the flip side, if not salah, then fasting. And let me make a side point. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll announce after, after the salah. Eid prayer being on Monday means Yawm al-Arafat. The day of Arafat is going to be on Sunday, which is one of the best days of the entire year to fast. If you can fast on that day, fast on that day, the reward is immense. If you can't fast on that day because of physical reasons, physiological reasons, have the intention that if I could have fasted that day, I would have fasted that day. Okay. To the point that you might almost feel disappointed that if I could have fasted this, this coming Sunday, I would. And then, inshallah, maybe Allah Ta'ala will still give you the reward for it because of your sincere intention. But if not evaluating what you can improve upon as a specific target in your prayers, then look at your fast. Many of us, perhaps most of us, not necessarily in this room, we fast only in Ramadan. But you and I know that the Prophet, peace be upon him, when a companion asked him, I can do more, the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him, do the white days, which are the middle days of the, of the lunar month of the Islamic calendar, usually the 13th, 14th, and 15th of the lunar month. 
meaning in terms of Dhul Hijjah, that'll be next week, the month that we're in. Or, and then this companion said, I could do even more than that, and so the Prophet, peace be upon him, said Mondays and Thursdays. And then the companion says, I can do even more than that. And keep in mind, when the companion is asking, the companion is doing it with the intention that, that, that the person is going to do it for the rest of his or her life. So the companion says, I can do more. And so then, as you may know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, you do the fast of Dawood, which is every other day. And that's exactly what the companion was doing. And then he's reported at a later point saying, I wish I stopped with my questions earlier. But the point is, my beloved brothers and sisters, for the end of semester, Meaning 13 weeks by now, from now, articulate for yourself a specific goal in terms of your grades, even if it's a grade for one class. A specific goal for your acts of worship, either in terms of what you want to accomplish in your prayers or in your fasting. And the third goal I'd like you to articulate for yourself, again, with as much specificness as possible, articulate for yourself something related to your tongue. Okay. Because you and I know that even though, mashallah, we're all sitting here, quiet, pious, holy, everything, you and I know that for many of us, when we leave this room, we say F a lot more than we say A. We say the F word a lot more than we say Allah. You and I know that for many of us, we backbite like we're drinking water. Like it's just a waterfall of backbiting, backbiting, backbiting. And we might call it analysis. Yeah, this is something you need to know about this person, right? Okay, it's haram. Or in fact, let's not even say haram, it's makru, but the language of makru in Surah Al-Hujrat, 49th Surah, is what, what is, you all know what Allah Ta'ala says about this. That it's the equivalent of eating the flesh of your dead brother. Okay, take a moment, imagine that. Imagine you're in a morgue, and Abdullah is lying there, he's dead, and imagine you're hungry, and you start taking a bite of his arm. Okay. But what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? The third goal I want you to articulate for yourself is something specific you can do and you can accomplish that by the time we get to December, it will be your habit. So it may be control of your tongue regarding backbiting. Okay. Or it may be control of your tongue regarding bad language. Or it may be control of your tongue regarding remembrance of Allah. Do this. I'm speaking as someone who has, unfortunately, a history of saying words that I should not say. If you get put in the effort, you can transform that need to say bad words and fulfill it by saying things like SubhanAllah. Okay? The need to say F such and such, the need to say whatever else, if you replace it with something like SubhanAllah and make it a habit and make it a habit and make it a habit, it'll happen. So three goals I want you to think about, each and every one of you, for you to articulate as specifically as possible. One, regarding grades. Okay. And maybe it's just, okay, in Orgo, I want to get a 95. It could be, but it has to be specific. It can't be conceptual. I want to be a good student. No. Okay. Second, something in your acts of worship. Look at whatever level you're at and figure out where to improve upon, even if it is small. And the third, something regarding your tongue. Either stopping to say some types of things or starting to say some types of things. And on that note, let's say something that's very good, which is to seek forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. Wa akhira da'wana and alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem amma ba'd. 
We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. So my beloved brothers and sisters, you each and every one of you know that I'm here at your service in the office down the hall. So if you want help in figuring out what goals to do, by all means, let's get into a conversation. Either walk in or make an appointment. That's what I'm here to serve for you. But the bigger point to think about, and you'll especially see this after you graduate, inshallah, after you graduate from your final schooling, whether it's Loyola or med school or, or, or what have you, law school, etc., that, that our society easily becomes a rat race. Okay? It is so easy to fall into the trap of wanting to have the particular house, of wanting to have the particular car, of wanting to have such and such, such successes with your spouse, of such and such successes with your children, of such and such professional success. Okay? And by all means, go for them. Don't settle for something that is lower quality when you can aspire to something higher. Do that. But be conscious of the fact that it's easy to fall into competition with other people. Okay? And what am I saying here? It's easy that if you don't take control of your life, of your time, of your tongue, of your actions, society is going to take you over and you're not even going to notice it. And what am I saying? You're going, to, you're going to get caught up in all of those things that people all around us want in life, meaning dunya. And what I'm calling you to is to always keep fierce control of yourself. And that includes who you spend your time with. And that includes especially how you spend your time with them and how you spend your time on your own. Take control of your life. Don't give it over to anyone else. Why? Because that's what you're worth. Okay? It is so easy to live a life of play. Okay? And there are 100,000 things within a 10-mile radius that help us live a life of play. And there's times when you need, to, you need to play to decompress. There are times when you need to play for self-care. But what I'm saying is you've been given the most precious gem of anything, which is time, meaning your life. So make it awesome. Make it so that when you get to December, inshallah, you look back at today, the beginning of, of September, and you've noticed, yeah, I have improved on this regarding my tongue, I've improved on this regarding my acts of worship, and I've improved on this regarding my grades. Even if it is small, so that when you get to May, and you make your, 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 your aspirations higher, you can see what you're capable of. Good. One of the big, worst, worst, worst problems in our community, speaking of Islam in Chicago, I can't speak of the rest of the world, is that we accept mediocrity. We accept secondary half-hearted efforts. And you see this in the way we, we maintain our masajid all over Chicago. We might raise a couple million dollars and make a super beautiful building, but then skimp on maintenance. Okay? And what I'm calling you to is excellence. What I'm calling you to is excellence in your conduct. That is stronger da'wah than 100,000 pamphlets. That when people see you, they recognize and appreciate your character, you will see there's no better da'wah than that. Okay? You can talk about how wonderful Islam is. You can talk about how logical Islam is. No better da'wah then strength of character. Okay. And then nothing better for you than your acts of worship. Because think of what Salah does for you. That if you make it an, an actual conscious practice, I have to wake up for Fajr. Ask yourself, even right now, if I ask you what time does Fajr begin? 
could you answer that question? It's about five something, right? And ask yourself, if I make it a very serious practice, I'm going to wake up from my Fajr prayers. I'm going to make my Zohar prayers. I'm going to make Asr, Maghrib, Isha, right? What is that going to do to your day? It's going to straighten out your day. That's a secular benefit. What else is it going to do? When you make your Salah your vacation from life, that you have your intensities, your classes, all the problems in your life going on, but now it's time to pray, and as soon as I lift up my hands, I'm not worrying about anything. It's just me and Allah. The world could fall apart in the next five minutes. I'm not worrying about anything. I'm on vacation with Allah. Think of what that will do to you in terms of your disposition. Think of what that will do to your energy. So what am I saying? Your character is a benefit for yourself, but it will benefit other people. Your acts of worship will benefit you. And likewise, for fasting, what is that doing? It's helping you take control of yourself. Right? Each and every one of us has some issues where, where we have difficulty with self-control. It might be the tongue. It might be food. It might be attention. It might be whatever else. Maybe the eyes. Fasting helps you take control of that. So when you fast on a regular basis, you're doing extra hard work in taking control of yourself. And then I don't need to tell you about the benefits of grades, but I will tell you, don't shoot for A- minus when A-plus is an option. Just like I mentioned last time, that why shoot for just getting into paradise if Allah Ta'ala is offering us Jannatul Firdaus, the top level of paradise? Why not aim for that if that is available? But that's in your hands, but I'm telling you, because Allah Ta'ala has offered it, it's possible for each and every one of us. You do not have to be Abu Bakr to, to reach Jannatul Firdaus. You don't have to be Fatima to, to reach Jannatul Firdaus. You can reach it as each and every one of us. So summing up, what is my simple point, my beloved brothers and sisters? Take control of your life and figure out what to change for December and have the sentiment of excellence. Because on the other hand, dunya and many people in dunya want you to satisfy yourself with something less than what you're worth. So now let me remind us what Allah Ta'ala says to us about the greatest of all creations, the embodiment of excellence, uswatul hasana. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi, Ya ayyuhallathina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. O Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet and upon his family and upon his companions and extend the blessings and peace upon them. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab nar Our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the fire. O oh Allah, Ya Rabb, please make easy for us and appealing for us what is halal, and please make difficult for us and repulsive for us that which is haram. And please open, us, open for us doors to become better students and better people praying for you and better people fasting for you and better people in terms of our control of our tongue and guide us to see the benefits of that in this dunya, but especially in this akhirah. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Aqeem as-salah.